welcome to episode 11, Two Players Split Screen. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Berry. To my left, Blake Schultz. Blake, what's going on? Not too much, man. Just uh, excited to be back at it yeah. after our last one. Absolutely. Um, before we get into everything, why don't you uh, why don't you give a little update that we uh, we sort of agreed on just uh, 24 hours ago? Oh yeah, the uh, so our YouTube channel is up now. For anybody who's not aware, yep, you probably are if you're watching this video somehow. Um, at Modern Nostalgia Productions is the name of our channel. So we're going to be updating it weekly with this podcast. Mm -hmm. We'll soon be adding a second podcast about the new Star Wars books, comics, how they fit into the universe, things of that nature. Super stoked about um, that. A third movie-based podcast. We have the web series that I've been working on for a while, as well as Tyler's been doing the music on, called Unpaid. That will be rolling out as soon as we're done. Just a little bit left on that. Yep. We've got a handful of sketches in production. We've got a handful of web series in production and a handful of short films in production. So Modern Nostalgia Productions, now up and running. Yeah, we're super stoked about it. Uh, we've been talking about this kind of stuff for a long time, and we're finally to the point where we're kind of both flexible enough. Um, not exactly uh, completely uh, of our own fruition, but we're kind of the point where we can actually concentrate more of our time on this stuff. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, no, it should be fun. Yeah, Fun absolutely. and exciting. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into a quick, 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 quick little Amiibo update. Um, so I got a knock on my door this morning, and what did I find but a package? What was in that package? Not, uh, nothing but Zero Suit Samus. There you go. I uh, went ahead and I just didn't feel like dealing with the rigmarole of trying to wait for the pre-orders to go live yeah. in the U.S. So I just hopped on Amazon, grabbed one for 20 bucks shipped nice. from Japan, and took about two weeks. But I've got it, and she's a beaut. I'm not a... Uh, I don't super, I'm not super in love with the, I don't know how well they can see it on the camera, but I'm not super in love with this. Yeah. But it's definitely better than the pea stick that came out of Link. So. Right. So that's, so they can get better about that. Let me see that guy yeah, yeah, yeah. for just a second. One of my big issues with her that I'm seeing already that I've had with other ones in the past, uh, if you look at it head on, the face is more angled downward than it is up. Mm -hmm. So if it's sitting down on like a table or a shelf or anything else, you're kind of almost looking at the top of her head and the ponytail going back. Um, and then you've also got this just, you know, her plastic mold right. around the leg, which we've seen a bunch. Which, We're kind of used to it. Fox yeah, it looks one. okay. It looks better than... The pea the, stand. Yeah, that exactly. Had again, but yeah. And those are definitely getting better, and they're getting more subtle as they go on. Mm -hmm. I just wish, like, her, the Mario one, the Bowser one, all have this... I don't even necessarily want to call it an issue, but I feel like they're always looking more downward. And I think the reason for that is, when you get the Smash trophy in Super Smash Brothers, it's kind of at this upper angle, so you're looking at it this way, uh, from the downward up. So they've yeah. molded them around that. Mm -hmm. So now... Unless you have it on a, the, a shelf that's higher up, you kind of get, like, even Mario, it looks like his cap's really down. Bowser's looking at it. I'm trying to see if there's any other good yeah. examples on your shelf right now. Um, and where that's really been fixed is in that Super Mario wave. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say, because I, I was just glancing over at my shelves. Uh, and, yeah, it's just, like, all of the Super Mario wave, they're looking straight ahead or like even a little bit up. Like Luigi's like looking a little bit up with his yeah. little like pose. And the Bowser in that one, it's almost the same angle as his Super Smash Brothers counterpart, but he's more upright in his posture. Yeah. And you can see his eyes and his mouth a lot better. Um, it's a small issue, but otherwise it is a really nice figure. The it, detail... It's just like, you can just tell it's leaps and bounds better from what we got nine months ago with that first, in, with right. that initial wave. Like I... You know, it's like I, saw, I, I got her in the mail, and I was like, you know, this is cool. And then I realized, I was like, man, these just look so good. It Every time I get a new one, it looks better, and it makes me not want to stop getting them. Right. Like, I know we just talked last week, and it was like, oh, man, well, maybe after the initial Super Smash Brothers uh, line is done, and, like, maybe I'll just stop with the DLC characters and blah, 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 blah. But, man, 
every time they get nicer and every time I'm just like, I just keep wanting these. Yeah. It's gonna be it's definitely gonna be harder than I I want to admit to <laughs> to stop going. Oh, after you're in everyone. now. They've got their teeth right in it. Oh man. Um, so let me ask you this then, yeah. for the detail getting better and better and better, mm -hmm. we started off with characters like Mario, Link, Donkey Kong, Pikachu, the kind of bigger Nintendo sure. characters. Are there any, is there anybody that you wish they had maybe held off a little bit for the higher quality to kind of get where it's at? Ooh. Um, Marth. Marth? Marth could look so much better. And... I don't know if you've noticed it with yours, but my sword is definitely a little like flimsy, and it's almost like bent already. So that's been an issue that I've seen with a lot of Marths before, okay. where the sword kind of bends at the hilt. And I know it was an issue on some of the other characters that have little kind of ding like anything that kind of peripherals that stretch out. Okay. Um, mine doesn't. I got a really good sword that's pretty straight. You you waited, if I remember correct. Did you I, wait for the reprint? No, okay. I ordered right. off of eBay because there was a buy it now that was only like and fifteen see, at the that's time. That's what I did too. Is I ordered off eBay, but yeah, the one I got was just. And I'm weird. I like print. to have the first print stuff. Yeah. I do it with comics. I do it with trading cards. Back when sure. I was into Pokemon and the Star Wars card game, if it had that little number one, that would go away later. Um, and I'm actually really happy that with the reprints, they haven't really added. There's been some slight variations with like we've seen with Marth. Villager is a big example, and I've heard we fit trainers a little bit different too in her reprint. Okay. But they haven't done anything like they didn't change the base or add a color or add anything to really be like this isn't the first one, which makes me really happy because it kind of blends in. Yeah. Like there's no like obvious. Like you're gonna know, but like to the casual. Right. Amiibo fan, they're not gonna. We're like comic take books will put it. a big like second printing, third printing. They'll change the color at the bottom of the bar. Um, but like yeah, when I had to get Moon Knight number two because I slept on it. I had to get the second print of that, and it's just like clear as day every time I look at that comic. I'm like, God, man. Right. But I even would... sorry, circling back no. to Marth for a minute. But you can even see in like the Greninja. I was really worried about his about both his tongue and his yeah. hand being up that high. And at first I was like, there's going to be a big plastic guy like right there yeah. or right there, or it's just going to be encased. And they're clearly figuring out how to balance that out more. Well, his little stand blends in really well because I feel like there's so much going on in his actual character and his actual pose that like the last thing you really, the, like the last thing that catches your eye is yeah. the clear little stand like on each side. And that's so. where like the busier the figures are, the less you really notice it. Yep. Like I know it happens with, a, even Palatina has a little one that you you can't even right, see. Right, right, right. But I, I mean, Dark Pit though just gets it right. Like it gets everything perfect with that. Like, I mean, that's not, this isn't flimsy at all. Yeah. And his, obviously they got the base without, they got him to stand without needing any kind of which, extra, extra uh, support, which is yeah. great. Like, he's my favorite figure, but. He looks so really good. He looks amazing. He looks he great. Fantastic. And they did the same thing with the Mario one, where he's in a pose that's really conducive to just making a statue yep. out of it. Where obviously the amiibos are Zero Suit Samus, you can't do that with right. Like, Zero yeah. Suit Samus, Duck Hunt was one I was really worried about because he's got the duck oh, flying uh -huh, right above uh -huh. him. Um, but like Mario does the same thing where there's no plastic, he can just kind of mount himself up. And I really do wish that either the amiibo had been a thought before the trophies were designed, or yep. one way or That's another, what you were getting at. or even just do a slight redesign. Like Wario's got those two clear pegs under his feet. Like, he's supposed to be jumping, and would we have lost anything in that figure if they had just put his feet down not and had him opinion. flat? No, like, definitely not. But, yeah. Especially since he's the fattest, one of the fattest characters. It's not right. like he's going to be jumping that high right. anyway. Right, That'd he be like making the King DDD to G DDD jump. Right. But oh, well. I just, like, I, that's just what impressed me, like, when I opened that Zero Suit Samus today. I was like, man, the... the Every time they just they're just improving and they're learning and they're just getting a lot better. I know. It's encouraging for like this next wave that's gonna come out. Oh yeah. Alright. Well, well I think that's all the time. Yeah, that's all we need to do. That's all we need to the time we need to spend on yeah. amiibos. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back awesome. and we'll get into some Resident some, Evil news. Oh yes. Alright guys, and don't forget right. subscribe in the corner, yep. like us, share us, all that jazz. We will be right back. See you later.
All right, guys, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, so we just finished up talking Amiibos, as per usual. So why don't we go ahead and get into what's going on with uh, the Resident Evil series right now, Blake? So, in our trend of remaking remakes, uh, Capcom announced a while back that they are remaking Resident Evil 2, mm -hmm. which was a big fan favorite. Everyone was yelling for it, asking for it. Um, I was not in any way asking for this game. I don't know if you were. I will be honest with you, I have never played Resident Evil 2. Oh, well, it is fantastic. So, I wouldn't say I was asking for it, but I'm also not going to turn it down because right. now this will make me, you know, give it a shot. And, I mean, I should probably just go back and play the original version of it because, you know, I like appreciating the original versions of things. But yeah. I probably won't get to it anytime soon. My backlog is insane right now. So when that eventually does come out, I'm sure we're far away from it. But when it eventually does come out, I'll probably give it a shot. I'll probably play it. Nice. But I wouldn't say I was asking for it by any means. Right. Like, I... it, was an, it was never a thought in my mind until started hearing clamorings about it a few weeks back. Right. And they did a great job with Resident Evil 1's remake of the remake or remastering Re of the game remake one. of the re there's a lot of re's going on in there i just which is just, also the abbreviation for resident evil i, I just don't even that that whole thing but, gives me a headache so the last time the game came out they did a very good job of dealing with it they uh sort of tweaked the tank controls a bit <sighs> thankfully um and then resident evil zero still has yet to come out so that's another interesting thing to me we're at a point where one of the remakes is out and the other two aren't okay which means we've got two announced in the pipeline. Why not just finish Resident Evil Zero and then start talking about two? Like, what's kind of the plan here with this? Are we getting to a point where we just remaster and remake all the way up through six? Oh, God. <laughs> I hope not. But, at, I mean, at a certain point, I want my game... Like, Resident Evil came out. We got a chance to play it. We really enjoyed it. And then Zero got announced, and I was like, awesome, I'm yeah. all done, I'm ready to go. And then halfway through production of that, we get an announcement for two, which just felt, unless they're planning something bigger for this, then... My whole thing is... I guess I'm just like... I know they were saying that we'd only do, we'll only do Resident Evil 2 if the fans want it. And obviously... When they said that, they already knew that the fans wanted it. Like right. it's it. You don't say things like that if you know if you don't already have the interest. Right. My whole thing is, why not just make them? Why not just remaster them together and put them in a bundle? That would be great. That even I would throw be... in even throw in the first even throw in one as like yeah. e as a download and charge sixty bucks for it. And that, to me, would have been really fun if they had done... I don't know if Resident Evil has any anniversaries coming up, but, like, the Mega Man... The next Mega the Man collection, collection. The Legacy Collection. Mm -hmm. It's giving you, like, artwork and iterations of the game and videos and all of this other, like, behind-the-scenes, really fun. They're taking really good care of it. They're giving a lot of prestige to it. So it really feels like this franchise matters. And they're... Yeah, and they're adding things like... like uh... Like that boss run mode and like speed run elements. Right. Like they're really catering to the fans with that Mega Man collection. I think that's really, really cool. And it's probably a little bit more of an undertaking to do something like that with, let's just, let's call it four. We'll go one, zero, two, and three for this version. Oh, oh okay. Because four was very yeah. much the like revamping of the sure. series. So I'll give them those, the three and zero. Okay. It's probably a lot more of an undertaking to really go in make the graphics HD, add anything to it, but it would be Mess such a... Mess with those controls. Right. That, that, that's probably one of the more daunting things is revamping that entire control scheme. Yeah, but it would be a lot more exciting to me to get like an anniversary box set or an anniversary collection and get like behind-the-scenes footage or even like the old FMV videos of what oh, became yeah. the cutscenes, uh -huh. uh -huh. artwork, interviews anything behind it to really show the legacy behind Resident Evil and where it came from. Right, right. Instead of kind of just churning out remake after remake after remake after remake until, what, Resident Evil 7 shows up? I mean, 
I you know you know my feelings on it. It's like remakes can be great for uh, for younger fans who have never played these games, and even guys like me who had just like it's just one of those games that slipped through the cracks. But it's just getting to the point where it's like uh, another one, like right. It's like let's make some new games, right? Like let's just or let's do. Let's do something more creative like this Mega Man Legacy Collection. Like, that's super creative to me. And bundle the first six games, right? One through yeah. six, right? Yep. Uh, bundle them together. They're adored games. You don't include any of the crappy ones that people didn't really enjoy. And you add things like that boss rush mode and speed run modes and stuff yeah. like that. Like, that's so cool to me. I, I think... If you're going to keep pumping out these remakes and remasters collections, you got to start getting more creative with it like that. And I don't yeah. feel like... It doesn't sound like that that's what's going on with with Resident Evil. No, so. it seems like they want you to just download the old game. And we don't know exactly what they're doing with this. And one of the really interesting things that cropped up today was there was a fan-made version of the game. Uh, remake of the game, rather. And they had showed this off last month. And it had really fancy graphics. It was running on the Unreal 4 engine. They did the over-the-shoulder camera angle, like mm -hmm. Resident Evil 4 and 5 and 6. And it got people excited. And Capcom recently basically told them to shut it down. Yeah. Which makes sense. They don't want a competing and unlicensed remake running around. And, you know, as soon as you saw that, you knew that it was going to get shut down. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of those kind of things where... You had to think that, well, I mean, obviously it was a passion project for these guys to right. do. They wanted to do something fun, but you had to think it was sort of like their way of showing the industry their resume. Right. Almost, because, like, what and you Yeah. Perfect segue mm -hmm. to showing off your resume. Uh, the really interesting thing about the story is that Capcom's invited those people to come help with this remake. Which is so cool. That's that's fantastic. And whether or not they're being staffed directly on it, or if they're just sort of swapping ideas. Or like being cons like creative consultants right. or things like that. But that's really cool that they got gigs out of it. Like, good for right. them. Well, and it says a lot about, I think, the direction they want this remake to go. It really, that to me makes it feel like they don't want to just polish up the graphics, alter the controls a bit, and throw it out. They might, and people would probably play that. I happily played through the GameCube remake, but a big difference between that GameCube remake and a Resident Evil 2 remake, the GameCube remake was running off of really good game, excuse me, really mm -hmm. good GameCube graphics. It was running off of two generations ago that still hold up. Resident Evil 2 is running off of PS1, right? Dreamcast, N64 graphics. Just giving that a polish and putting it back up might not even hold up as well. There's a lot of games from the polygonal era outside of like, and you see this a lot, I think, in Rareware's games. If you've been going through the Rare replay, Which I that have. like Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Perfect Dark, even Goldeneye, they don't look quite as good as say Mario 64 did. There aren't a lot of games out of that era that, if you just give it a nice polish, still look as good. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I was thinking about that while I was I was uh, going through some of uh, the early parts of Conker's Bad Fur Day, and because they did take the N sixty four version instead of the Xbox port that they did, it does it it doesn't look great. No, it, it doesn't look. It looks fine, but it still doesn't look nearly as good as like a Mario sixty four was look like would yeah. is. Like looks these days. Which means they're probably going to have to go back and start from scratch. Mm -hmm. And give it a whole new engine. Which when, which when they call it a remake, that's what that sort of evokes. Yeah. But I'm hoping that it's not really just a remaster for that exact reason that right. you're bringing up. Yeah. Well, and even like the GameCube, the Resident Evil 1 remastering... Which they have been smart. They've called the Resident Evil 1 and 0 remasters and HD yes. up and all that jazz. No so, one's running around claiming remake yet. So they've been good about the sort of way they're framing those games, which makes me more confident that they are actually like serious about doing yeah. Resident Evil 2 as a remake and not just a remaster. Right. 
And you've never played it at all before. Nope. Well, do you play through four though? I've, yeah, four and five and one I've played through. Yeah. Probably at least five times each. Did you all? Did you play through three, or zero? Honestly, no. No. Mm -mm. Oh, so much fun. I've not played zero. I've not played three. I. Uh, I played one on the GameCube and I played four on the Wii and you know and then five yeah. and then I tried to play six well, and six I pretty much good. just threw up on the disc because it was so bad. The reason bad. we haven't seen seven is because people did not respond well to that last game. It, I couldn't even get through the demo. Which speaking of seven, so a long long time ago when six was coming out, right before it kind of launched. Uh, the director of the games at the time, whose name I'm forgetting, but he mentioned that when they go in to do Resident Evil 7, they wanted to do what they did with 4, where it was a complete... The controls were different, the tone of the game yeah. was different. I remember them. I remember that story coming out. And it's possible that what he meant by that was that it's just never going to come out, <laughs> and that's how it's going to be different. But I'm wondering if... Because when that first oh, got yeah. announced, a lot of people were like... That was coming right out of that era where like Resident Evil, Silent Hill, even Dead Space, a lot of survival horror games were kind of starting to become action, action games. games. Yep. And it was and I think a lot of people were like, go back to Resident Evil 1 and 0 and make it the creepy exploration. I want to say Metroid as my example of like, like Metroid almost Metroid, Metroid Prime. Bay, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Where you're just dropped in somewhere and they're like, go. Backtracking, right. finding items to open new areas, having to go back to find items to unlock other areas. Like that's that's what that's what to me made Resident Evil One super frustrating the first time you play it, but also so rewarding and so much fun. Yeah. And that's as much as I love Resident Evil Five, and I am one of those people that loves Five. Was great. Five. Five was great. A lot of people would disagree with you on that one, but well, not uh, to be controversial, but those people are morons. He Five was it. great. He said it, not it me. It was great. It Get was a friend so and play co-ops. Absolute blast. Again, definitely played through that game like once by myself and literally with like four different friends. Oh, I got 100% in that game twice because it's just great. Um, well, aren't you a, just a big kahuna? I lost all of my data on my hard drive on my 360 and had to do it again. Oh. And somebody that I lived with in college was like, let's do it. <laughs> um... But yeah, and I'm wondering if them going back, not even just figuratively back to how the old games are made, but literally going back to the old games, I wonder if it's almost like a test to be like, put out one and zero and two and see if people will still respond well to exploring and the way these were done. Like, it kind of gives me hope, because it's been a long time since we've seen a proper Resident Evil game. We got Revelations... Uh, on the 3DS two. and Revelations 2 and in this episodic way, but we haven't seen something in the main line of the series since 6 came out mm -hmm. or even mentioned. So I wonder if this is kind of their, like, let's see how people respond to this. Let's kind of quietly ease them back into this kind of controls and this kind of gameplay. Well, I mean, I think it's something that would, I mean, going back to that sort of, explorative like almost metroidvania style game like that would work in this day and age because w two things all of the people who grew up with those kind of games like who learned to play games through like super metroid or even like the metroid prime games or the old castlevania games and so many countless others they're now the people like us who have an income who can afford right. to go out and buy the games that they want. Like it's clear with games coming out like Axiom Verge, which is a fantastic Metroidvania game made by one dude, which is absolutely insane absolute insanity. That game's fantastic and it's sold it's sold pretty damn well. And it's like it just tells me that people are still people are clamoring for that yeah. style of game. And it's Resident Evil if they went back to that, it would definitely be successful. Oh, yeah. Definitely more successful than well, 6 was. And we're getting back to a lot of old trends. Like, we we talked, we touched a little bit on Beautiful Joe. Yeah. Not necessarily on the show, but we were talking about yeah. the other day. And I brought up how it's such a tight 2D side-scroller, and it's such a good game. 
And it got kind of lost in this era where no one really cared about that type of genre anymore because they had just had decades of SNES and Genesis and TurboGrafx-16 and all of these other things. And the same thing sort of happened with like the Klonoa series on PlayStation where it kind of just, no one really cared, but it was a really good 2.5D game. That's a... Wow, that's and that's a that's a dated reference if I've ever heard one. Like that's that's well, taking we, it back. They went through this kind of era where all of a sudden we were into three D gaming and we were into this and we were into this and it grew and grew and grew as it's supposed to. And so going backwards, a lot of people were like, "Why I don't need to do this?" Where now a game like Beautiful Joe with all like the indie stuff out and all the arcade stuff, and even people just kind of getting hungry for that because we've been going through this era of. Resident Evil 5 and 6 of action-adventure games and everything kind of became Gears of War and Uncharted and Halo. And every game was, it's going to be the Halo killer. It's going to be the Call of Duty killer. It's going to be the Gears killer. It's going to be the next Bioshock. I'm so glad we don't hear talk that no. way anymore. Like, there's no more PR speak about say, that it, kind of thing. Because, one, people... I think the writing's on the wall that Call of Duty has sort of peaked... And it's going to start falling off. Because yeah. Advanced Warfare definitely didn't sell as well as Ghosts. And I don't even think Ghosts sold as well wow. as uh, Black Ops 2. Right. It's definitely well, on a decline. It might It might have, but it, it, it definitely... Uh, I mean, it's definitely pl- plateaued. Right. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a downward right. like slope at some point. But we're getting... It almost feels now like the Xbox 360 and PS3 generation were driven more by the marketers and the advertisers. It was driven more like Gears of War was really successful. Make Resident Evil like Gears of War. Bioshock was really successful. Make your game like Bioshock. Yeah. Call of Duty was ex- extremely successful. Everything needs to have a top-down, aim-down-the-scope option. Everything needs to have a cover mechanic. And suddenly everything kind of blended into this beige, post-apocalyptic, World War II shooter, post-that-whole-thing era mm-hmm. and we came out of that in this like beautiful indie game resurgence man. and, and 2D platformers been, roared back onto the scene and now we're getting there's, more and there's just so many innovative games to be period like yeah. out there period like god I, I I'm probably going to mention this on the on every episode of the podcast like from here on out but Rocket League is one of the most fun inventive right. games I've ever played it's it's soccer with rocket cars. Right. Like, who would have thought that that would have been like something that has captured such great attention from the community? I mean, it obviously it helped that it was the PS Plus game for July, so it was free for every PlayStation Plus subscriber. But I think it's up. I think it's gotten like already like four or five million downloads yeah. between PS4 and PC, and it's definitely going to get more when they eventually bring it to more consoles. And yeah, that's just like. That's an idea where a few guys sat down and were like, "Hey, you know what'd be funny if we made a game? It would make it if we made a soccer game with cars, and you could just yeah. smash into each other and blow each other up and try to score goals." Right. And a few guys sat down and did it, and now it's just taking off in the community. And they're even talking about that it's probably eventually going to have a big esports like community yeah. behind it, which is huge for an indie game. Yeah, and like we're just getting kind of back to, like the right at the cusp, like the N sixty four. Only a really GameCube era, where things were still kind of taking risks and things were still kind of trying to be something else. And so it would not surprise me at all if Resident Evil is about to try to go back to top down, fixed camera, creepy, and especially now it can take, like everything should be influenced by everything. Like mm-hmm. we've seen like. Lord of the Rings was taken from Batman, and then Batman took from Lord of the Rings, and everyone kind of borrows from everybody, and Rainbow Six borrowed from Bioshock and Gears and this to make Vegas, and then Call of Duty borrowed from Vegas, and then Gears borrowed from that, and it keeps building. So in the horror game genre now, you've had so much just creepy stuff, even like Everybody Goes to Rapture or Until Dawn or like where Bioshock got to where now Resident Evil can kind of come back and build on all of the stuff that's there that it did on its own. Yep. And if they really want to start using the old games that everyone's going to buy because they're great mm-hmm. until you get to six and see if we're still into that like 
old school way of doing things right. and then give us something like new and original and fun and twist it. And I'm also curious what characters they'll pull. If they're also kind of seeing like do people respond well to Jill. And it'll probably be Would you like to see new character new characters like that we've never seen before? If, or would you like it to stick with the core group that we've had for decades? I would like to see. And a, a part of this is very much in the trend we're seeing right now anyways, but I would like to see I mean, I think nobody was going to complain about seeing a little bit more diversity on that screen. Definitely not. Like, everyone has been white, I think. Um, so maybe give me, give me something a little bit in that vein. Like, yeah. like kind of pump that up a bit. Cool. I, would lo- I am always a fan of having Jill come back. I love Jill. Mm-hmm. And then where she was at the end of Five was really interesting. Uh, give me back Chris's friend from Five, Shiva. That doesn't sound that- right. Yeah, oh, fuck. The girl from Resident yeah, Evil 5. That, this makes us look um, stupid, but I haven't played that game in so long. Yeah. Or Leon, and I'm always a fan of Leon. Like, they've got so many fans. Yeah, Sheva. Yeah, Sheva. Mm-hmm. So they've always got characters that I really like, and I want to see where they're going to go. So if I had to pick from the original pool, mine go to Leon. I love Barry. Uh, Jill or Shiva. Sheva. I think those are my top four. Um... As long as Sheva's AI is better. <laughs> right. <laughs> as long as that's an improvement. That was a that um, was a daunting task getting through that game by myself. Give me any Shiva. of those guys. And I think that's it for my Resident Evil. Is there anything else? Who do you want to see? Do you want new people, old, a little bit, maybe um, a mix? I think it'd be cool to have a mix. I mean, Chris Redfield, one of the all-time great characters as far as I'm concerned. Wesker, one of the all-time great villains as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'd love to see those guys back in some capacity. But, yeah, I'm with you. I'd love to see Jill. If you... I'd never complain with a new Resident Evil if it was all the core characters. Because I like all those characters a lot. But I'm also not going to complain if we get a new character that brings something new to that storyline. Right. So, yeah. I think that's all I got. Awesome. I think that's it. We're going to take a quick break here, guys. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, share, all that jazz. It's a little simple button. You just got to click it the once. Click it once. And uh, we will be right back. Right back. Alright guys, welcome back uh, for a final segment of the podcast. Blake, I wanted to talk to you about some Splatoon. Awesome. So, obviously you were gone for about five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't have your Wii U with no. you. You didn't have Splatoon no. with you. So, you said something to me when you got back that I found really interesting. I haven't been able to stop thinking about, which was you went away and you came back and Splatoon was essentially a completely different game yeah. From when you left it. The game's been about been out for right around three months now, and it's gotten three pretty significant updates in that time, pretty much like one a month. And yeah. it's just made it such a like a fuller game, pretty much. Because I know it was a complaint of mine, which is why I still don't honestly own the game, and it was a complaint of a lot of people that it really didn't have a lot of content. No. When it first came out, it was, it was only was it two or three maps when it first came out? Three. Three maps when it first came out. A decent amount of weapons, but only two modes? Yeah, mm, no, just even the... Uh, it had the single player and then the uh, regular multiplayer. Wow, okay. so The ranked matching was one of the first updates, which was a few weeks okay, after. Okay, okay, okay. That's right, that's right, right. Okay, so... I mean, essentially, you were paying $60 for a single-player experience and one multiplayer experience, and that was kind of what you had for the first couple weeks, and I know, like, that's kind of why some of the reviews were a little bit lower than they probably were anticipated to be, because of how well the game actually plays. Yeah. But it's just gotten to the point where... I mean, you came back, and that game is so much more fleshed out, and it's just like, it's the kind of experience now that is worthy of paying 
sixty dollars of your hard-earned money for. Yeah. What do you uh, what What do you think about that? Like, what are your thoughts on everything that's come out? I mean, if you want to, if for those who need a little refresher, like the version two point update that just came out, uh, what a few days ago. Yeah. It didn't. It added a lot of great stuff that people have been clamoring for. Uh, you're now able able to create your own squad with your friends. You can create a squad of two, three, or four player players. Um, all you have to do is get to level 10 and you can unlock that. So that just makes it a lot easier to actually play with the people you want to play with right. instead of play with strangers. Still no voice chat, but you just got to find your own Skype Skype or phone call Phones or texts and... Google Hangouts or fa right. uh, FaceTime or something. You got to find your own workaround for well, that. But Nintendo loves adding peripherals to make you play. So why right. not make another one? But I just thought that was a great thing to add, something that the majority of multiplayer experiences already have. Yeah. But that, you know, it took a little while for them to get get to it. Um, you've got private matches now, which is great. Yep. Uh, the level cap increased to 50, which is absolutely huge. That's two and a half times what it was. It went yeah. from 20 to 50 in one update, which is awesome. Uh, updated ranks. You can get S and S plus ranks now. And then... You know, things that you would expect, like new guns, new gear, yep. new background music. The new background music threw me for a loop. Really? Only because I, I had not heard about it while I was gone. Okay. And I came back, and I was just, like, halfway through a match, and all of a sudden I was like, holy hell, this is new It was just, like, one of those weird things that you don't really expect to show up, that then when it shows up, you're just kind of like, oh, well, all right. Like, you get really comfortable in those online shooter multiplayer games. Like, if you're me, you settle into a weapon, mm -hmm. you settle into the kind of perks it has, and you settle into a map. Right. And everything kind of becomes a routine, for lack of a better word. Unless you really have teammates, and this, and this, and this, sure. and you build on it. But otherwise, it is kind of, especially with Splatoon, where there's no chat. You kind of just get up, play the map the way you play it, do the strategy you do, and Move on. go about your day. It's, it was kind of like, it's a, it was a very, wasn't like really a per, like a community experience at first, but now I no. feel like you can have it that way if you've got a group of friends that you want to play with well, on a regular basis. Well, it's very basis. much, it, yes, and, the, and adding that is great, because adding that really helps do what you usually want to do with multiplayer games, which is play with your friends. Exactly, yeah. It really gives you that, like, Mario Kart is a big example, big part of that game is I hit you with a shell and I want to laugh and make fun of you and I want to hear you scream and if yeah. I can't, it just feels like I'm playing against bots, yeah. which is fine, but also I want that part of the experience where we're all mm -hmm. yelling and sharing and the part of the experience I don't want is half of the people online who are saying racist and awful and sexual things and screaming obscenities into the mic. That part I don't need. No, I don't but, want any part of that. Which is obviously what Nintendo is using as their, we're not even letting people have the option. Yeah, and I mean, it's supposed to be a kid-friendly game, so to an extent I get that, but I still think making that choice for the consumer is wrong. I it, still, that's... At this point, that's my major problem with the game. They've done so much to flesh out the actual gameplay and make it such a worthwhile experience, but I still can't help but feel a little alienated as someone who is a big multiplayer gamer. I'm, I'm a huge Destiny player. I have a clan of guys that I play with two, three times a week. I'm, I'm a huge Diablo player. Like I play with one of my close friends online three or four times a week, and those games... It's just more fun when you get to laugh and joke and strategize right. with your friends, well, whether they're your friends in real life or they're your, just your online friends. There is a social aspect to it, and it's hard for me to be understanding about a game that completely takes that away from you. Right. So that, I mean, that's still a problem for me, but... Everything, everything else they've done, they've just done so well. They've just yeah. done this controlled rollout of this content just absolutely masterfully. Yeah. Like, it's clear that they learned from everything they did with Mario Kart and Smash, and which they've done great things with those rollouts too, but it's clear that they're getting the DLC portion of these games just so right. 
And that's what's going to make me actually go out this week and finally buy the game. Yeah. But what I wanted to get into with you is actually, like, does this... Do these updates make you feel better about your purchase, or were you kind of already okay with what you were getting? Because you bought it day one. I bought it day one. Um, yes, I think. Yes, that it makes it more worthwhile. It makes okay. it more more. It makes it way more worthwhile because you're getting more stuff, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's no, you can't ever complain about getting more. Especially when it doesn't cost things. you anything, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's no. This is a really good example of like people get really up in arms about things really quickly, and I feel like a lot of people jump to these like it's not a complete game, or especially with DLC is involved, a lot of people jump to like, well that should have been on the disc right away. Why is Mortal Com- Mortal Kombat X is a good example? Why are they making me pay for something that's on the disc? It's just a key to unlock it. I gave you this much money. I want this much content. Da 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 da. It goes on and on forever. It's one of the big reasons Nintendo avoids DLC is they want you to feel like it's a complete experience from the get-go when you bought smash they were very much like we might do dlc but we feel like this is a complete game when you got mario kart 8 they were like it's a complete game we want you to have a complete experience now where they're smart is that later down the road they're like we added a little bit of here's have some stuff sure but they really want to get that message across that it's a complete Mm -hmm. package my issue with split and it's not even an issue it's just kind of an interesting thing right off the top with splatoon we knew an update was coming. Right. So you can make the argument that, well, what if there's a price drop now and they're going to be able to buy it at 40 and I bought it for 60 and they got twice the content. I don't think that's an issue. I, don't, I think if you're, especially with a game that's all multiplayer, if you're an early adopter, you have more time to play the game and learn the maps and get better at it, which means you're going to be a better right. player later on anyways. And to, and to just rebut that, thought in general it's a nintendo first party game like those those rarely go on sale for more than like right. five ten bucks off like the cheapest i've seen a new copy of splatoon was on amazon for prime members and it was like 51 dollars right after tax so i was like that's great but a nine dollar price drop isn't gonna make me uppity about like no if i bought if i was a day one adopter yeah no there's no it doesn't it in no way impacts my decision to have adopted right away. Okay. It just, it just, it's, I bought a cake and somebody else brought me a little bit more cake. Okay. I'm not going to complain about that. If I don't want the cake, I don't need the cake. If they brought me another piece and I'm like, that's fine, I'm good. All I, what I'd like to see now is more maps. Because my complaint. That's, that's, that's what I wanted to get into with you is like, because I was looking at the, I was just refreshing myself on all the updates before we started this segment and I was looking at it, I was like, there's still only five maps? That's like every multiplayer like online game like it, it like that's any that's got any kind of relation to what Splatoon is, like ships with like 10, 12, 14 right. maps right out the gate, and we're three months in with a couple of substantial updates and still only five maps. Like that just blew my mind. Yeah, and that's like, my issue is never about, like, because there's no voice chat, and that never really bothered me too much. But is because... it going to be annoying when you and I play the game together? That, yes. When I get the game this week, and, and we're that's... like, hey, I have to call you up and be like, Blake, let's get on FaceTime so that we can actually talk to each other right. while we're trying to kick this to other team's the game. ass. Right. And yes, that's where it's going to get frustrating, but... Out of the gate with strangers, it doesn't bother. Oh no, you're absolutely right. Um, and uh, what I was also noticing, which I found really interesting, is like whenever I would play it at your house, it seemed like the majority of people we'd be playing with were actually in Japan. Oh so yeah. So voice chat wasn't really a yeah big deal anyway because neither of us speak Japanese. And unless that's changed, but that user base in Japan was huge. huge. Like the install base for this game alone is surprisingly big. Like I, I, I really didn't think it was going to be as big of an install base off the bat as it was. I was really surprised. I will say, um, yeah, really the only thing that I needed is more levels and more mm-hmm. actual, like, meaty content. Like, a lot of the other stuff they've added, new modes, new this, new this is fine. 
I don't do a lot if I am playing Halo or Call of Duty or another multiplayer experience. I usually just go right into the deathmatch anyways. I don't do a lot of capture the flag. Mm -hmm. I don't do a lot of the territory ones. Sure. I don't do a lot Control of that. Control or yeah. things like that, yeah. I just want to go in and shoot people and be done. Mm -hmm. So that never bothered me about Splatoon. The only thing, again, it just it really came down to the levels and the design of those levels and a couple different weapons, but again, I get really comfortable with the one I use, and that's the big paint roller, and that's where I'm at with one. the game. It's a great one. And it's got the one of the least sexual names of any Which weapon in the game. Which is just fantastic. It's... God, it's really funny. There's only so many times... That's blue showmatic. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. There's someone at Nintendo is either like, don't, don't, don't tell them. Don't tell them that. Oh, they're doing it on it purpose. They're not they have dumb. to be. They're not dumb. They're doing it on purpose. But I and was, it's hilarious. Going back to the kind of the community point yeah. with the game, the game's found a really good community, I will say, around itself of just like Miiverse drawings and sharing posts and the shareability of just Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, a Tumblr, all of those things. They've built a way for people to kind of communicate and get involved that is interesting that's a very non-traditional way of doing it. Like, they've almost built this game into, like, you open up what's basically that the center of Tokyo now, yeah. and there's artist pictures of Mario in the game, or just so much Squidward for some reason. Just so much... That, are you surprised? <laughs> no. I'm not. <laughs> no, I guess not, but just so much Squidward. It's funny. And so many other, like, a ton of amiibo jokes... And just things of that nature. And it's really interesting to see how they've evolved beyond their kind of crutch of yeah. not having communication right. to still thriving on a community around it. And that is really cool. I Obviously, I haven't played the game nearly as much as you because I don't own it yet. But that's that's good to know that there is still that, like, in, in, in its own unique way, there is still that sense of community. Because that's what I like about... A game like Destiny, and that's why yeah. a year later after it come, came out, I'm still really invested in that game. It's because I've got a clan of guys, of a, like, I, I grouped up with a hundred guys that play this game all together, and yeah. we have like phone group chats going and like all kinds of stuff. It's like that sense of community is really the reason I still play that game, and oh, yeah. if they can have some semblance of that in Splatoon, I could see myself playing that for a long time. Forever. Coming. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this then. Yep. As a late adopter. Okay. Uh, are you in any way concerned? So now you're going to jump on when there's more content and it feels more fleshed out and it's more meaty. Mm -hmm. But there are people who have had three months to play this game. Sure. Are you at all concerned that it's going to be, the learning curve is going to be a lot steeper or it's going to be a lot harder to get into matches? Um... Harder to get into matches? No. Um, I've never been, like... I'm not one of those guys that's, like, a top-tier yeah. sh multiplayer shooter player. Like, I'm always middle of the pack anyway. Yeah. So that that doesn't deter me at all. Like, I've, I've gotten into Call of Duty games four months after they've come out, right. and guys are just insane. And I still hold my own okay, so that doesn't worry me. Gotcha. Plus, it's not like I've never played. I've played quite a bit of playing with you, and... I feel like I've got a pretty decent grasp of it. It's it's going to be getting used to the new modes. That's going to be the only like learning curve for me is cuz I've I've only played the right. one mode. Yeah. So, but it's that would never be a deterrent for me cuz I mean, I mean it's still it's only 3 months. It's not like a year. Right. So no, I I wouldn't be deterred. I'm not going to be deterred by that. And all. I wonder then too after getting so much free content for something that takes a little bit longer to build like a couple levels. Yeah. Do you think people are going to start getting upset if they start putting a price sticker on some of that? Ooh. I mean, you're always going to have your naysayers that get upset about paid DLC. That's just what that's right. just the nature of the beast. Like, but if you're asking me personally if I would be upset if they charged for DLC with all the free content they've given at this point, no. Right. I'd like to see them flesh it out a little bit more and give us a couple more levels before they thought about doing that. Like, at least give it, a, get it to like an even eight before yeah. you start wanting to charge me for them. But at the end of the day, if they're well designed and if they're fun levels, and you want to charge me ten bucks for a, le a a three level pack or something like that, or like I I'll pay it. Right. I'll get behind, I'll get Fair on board enough. with that because that game's 
it's addictive, man. It's so much fun. Like I, when, whenever I play it at your house, I don't want to put down the controller. Oh, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to finally getting into it. It's, it's to the point where it's, it's a fully fleshed out game that I know I can sit down for 30 minutes at a time with and play. It's kind of why I play Rocket League all the time because yeah. I can sit down for 30 minutes while my girlfriend's in the shower or while I'm waiting for you to come over to record or while we're waiting to go out or something and I can get three games in and then I can be done and I'm satisfied. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting some good time into that. And what would you say before we get out of here? I just want to know one last thing. What uh, What's your favorite new thing that's come in any one of these updates that we've gotten like what's the thing that you've been like oh man i'm really glad that i've got that now even if it took 30 60 90 days for me to get oh just it being easier to get in with friends just the squad creation hands down hands down such like it's one of those things where you would think every game would have it right away but like now it seems like such a big deal that they right. finally added it, even though it's probably one of those things that should have been in there from oh, the beginning. Yeah. But well, awesome, good. yeah! I'm looking forward to uh, getting into some matches with you, and yeah. I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. Well, that's gonna do it for another episode. Uh, there we go. You know, we've said it a couple times already, but please go subscribe, Modern Nostalgia Productions, YouTube. Dot com. We don't have... We need 500 subscribers so we can get that custom I know. URL. I did not know that was a thing no, until very new. recently. I'm not a fan of that in the least. Because now it makes it a lot harder to find us. But right? just type it in. You can just type it in on the homepage of YouTube. It pulls right up, yeah. which is really cool because no one has anything close to that name. Yeah. So kudos to you for picking a very searchable name. I enjoyed it. But yeah, besides that, um, look for... Obviously, this podcast every single week. Um, as Blake said before, we've got plenty of other things in the pop- pipeline. Um, we're going to be adding some other new people to these other podcasts and other things we've got going on who will bring other voices so that you just don't have to hear us drone on all the damn time. But besides that, you know, stick with us. It's going to be a learning process for us, but we're super stoked about it, and we hope that you guys are too. Yeah. So, all right. For Blake Schultz. Later, guys. I'm Tyler Berry. See y'all next week. Later.